Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is and always will be our top priority. Asheville Regional Airport. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. By Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus, built with the zero landfill promise. All waste is recycled or reused, with more at PrestigeSubaru.com. Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. You'll be at the top of the city as you experience Asheville's history and scenic beauty, historic landmarks, and award-winning rooftop bars. Transportation is provided with tours offered daily, year-round. Find out more at AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. By RomanticAsheville.com, create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Plan your next getaway to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains by visiting RomanticAsheville.com. And by Explore Brevard. Explore Brevard encourages visitors to Transylvania County, North Carolina to consider their impact on public lands. Because we treasure our beautiful forests and streams, we invite you to leave no trace and take action to leave it better. Find out more at explorebrevard.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball. Welcome to Speaking of Travel, right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. And good news, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, on the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Pandora, pretty much all podcast platforms now stream Speaking of Travel. And be sure when you visit speakingoftravel.net to sign up for the Travel Club. You'll receive travel news and travel tips and uplifting travel stories to remind you we are all in this together. And speaking of being in this together, the time is now to create a safer and more resilient future as we start to rethink the way we travel, the way we consume energy and food and water to protect the world's forests and help people as we all change. You know, sometimes it can feel overwhelming, but we have hope, and hope is infectious and even healing. So how do we create better practices today? Well, for this and other valuable information about sustainable travel and how we can leave a minimum negative impact on the places we visit and leave a positive impact on society, I always reach out to my dear friend and colleague, Dana Ruggiera of the Climate Listening Project. And Dana, I am so happy to have you back on Speaking of Travel. I'm so happy to be here, Marilyn. Thank you. Well, Dana, you and I have a long history together of creating a dialogue for people to 
understand and have a better grasp of what climate change is about and what sustainable travel is about. And over the years, you've brought in experts and you have been doing so many positive things yourself. I want to hear about your new film because I've been hearing a little buzz, but I really want to hear from you what this is about. (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah, uh, the new film is called Planet Prescription, and it features doctors, nurses, surgeons, uh, counselors, health professionals from around the Southeast United States and across the country. And it is about the unconnected pandemic that is the air pollution and climate change loop. It's the way that these things impact each other, make each other worse. Um, and of course, also impact us and can impact our health. And so we talk about ways that people are coming together, uh, creating solutions, creating hope, and hopefully it will be a film that kind of shines a light on some of the issues that, you know, we're dealing with now, even with the COVID pandemic um, and how we can be more resilient in the face of climate change that's happening at the same time, right? As COVID, we just were seeing forest fires, we're seeing hurricanes and the air pollution, of course, that we're also seeing at the same time as COVID and, you know, certain communities that are impacted more by the air pollution impacts um, also are being impacted by by COVID impacts as well um, in some of the worst ways. And so we're just, you know, we're, we're shining a light on these health professionals that are these heroes that are, that are, that we're really grateful for. And also just, um, you know, shining a light on how we can all play a part in sharing our stories and listening to create solutions. Well, that is so positive, Dana. And whenever we talk about these issues and, and realities, uh, dating a couple of years back now that we've been having our conversations, the Climate Listening Project, what your mission always has been and is today is to really listen to people's stories, like you said, and get real-time information about how all of this is affecting individuals in different communities around the world and how we can find solutions, whether it's through bird migration or um, uh, uh, deforestation, uh, being able to look at the water and the quality of water. Uh, All of this is, is even more important today because we're actually given this opportunity where we can, we are being forced to make change all of us. So how can we make that change better? And that's what you're doing. And I can't wait to get uh, a copy and be able to see this film. Tell us how, tell us the timeline. What's going on with that? Yeah. So we are going to do a special preview premiere online on October 20th at 8 PM. And so I'll have details coming soon. Folks can Stay tuned via the Climate Listening Project page on Facebook and also by visiting planetprescription.com. We'll have all of those details coming soon. (laughs) 
Well, that is really fabulous. We can't wait to to see that and and really be able to see what people are saying. What the do- like you said, these are our heroes. We these are the frontliners right now, and you had that opportunity to get with them even as this was just beginning. Is that kind of what your timeline was? Yeah, this was definitely, you know, starting last fall at the Narrative Healthcare Symposium um, in Western North Carolina, and then continuing traveling to Tennessee, around North Carolina, all the way over to Duke University, um, to Charlotte, and then down to Atlanta, Georgia, um, for a Grand Rounds training there with Mothers and Others for Clean Air. So we've been we've been at doctors' offices in mini malls. We've been at huge university wellness centers, at large community hospitals, um, children's healthcare of Atlanta, schools meeting with uh, nurses, experts there, and. Uh, cardiovascular surgeons and social workers and yeah just just listening to everybody where they are on the ground doing the work that they are doing and right as COVID hit we were filming our final interviews and um, you know it really was a wonderful opportunity to listen and I of course have been thinking about these people every day because they're epidemiologists and immunologists they're pulmonologists that are working on the ground Um, in this COVID crisis right now. And, you know, so the narrative healthcare piece, our partner narrative healthcare at Lenore Ryan University, and of course, Laura Hope Gill, who's a big inspiration for my work and this work, um, a big important partner to me. uh, She she runs that narrative healthcare program. And it's all about listening uh, for healing our healers. um, And and how poetry and translating what you're hearing into story, um, we need that kind of healing for our for our healthcare professionals. You think about all that they're going through right now, um, and and being rushed, you know, already in the process. There there is a lot of stress on our healthcare workers and everybody that's working in the ho- hospitals and healthcare systems. So ways that they can heal themselves, they can find that through that narrative healthcare program, and then ways that they can also take those stories and take action. Mothers and Others for Clean Air is providing that toolkit for to write op eds, to talk with politicians, to make change at the policy level, because we need to listen and share stories um, to heal, to change, to write our histories, to change the course of history. We also need action and stories um, that can drive impact as well. Well, that is all very important information, Dana. And I can't help but feel that we are all in a in a way on that level now as well. And we all need to be able to find this place of healing with the stories, with with the poetry, taking walks outside, being in nature. And when we come back, I want to talk to you about that, about being in nature and the healing principles of uh, being outdoors and being able to leave a smaller footprint as we all move forward into the future. This is Marilyn Ball. I'm here with Dana Ruggiero of the Climate Listening Project. We are we are so hopeful and 
really, really happy that there are ways we can move forward. So stay tuned. If you want to truly experience a city, dart at the top. With Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, you'll capture the true spirit of Asheville, North Carolina on our one-of-a-kind award-winning tours. You'll experience our city's highly acclaimed rooftop bars, see Asheville's scenic beauty and historic landmarks, and feel the history of our city unfold before you, all on this uniquely crafted tour. We take care of every detail, including band show for transportation, sample cocktails and mocktails at each rooftop bar, and there's plenty of snacks and bottled water on the band to enjoy between stops. Come see why Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours is top of the city and top of mind for the best things to do in Asheville, North Carolina. To learn more, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Brevard and Transylvania County are blessed with an abundance of public lands. Over half our county is composed of public lands, and we know how important it is to take care of our natural resources and protect them. We encourage our visitors to not just leave no trace, but take action to leave it better. That's why we've partnered with Eagle's Nest Outfitters for an exciting sweepstakes. Enter to win an Eno hammock by telling us how you leave it better. Find out more at explorebrevard.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm here today with my guest Dana Ruggiero, and we are talking about sustainable travel and how we can all start to make a difference in the way that we walk the walk as we move out into our futures. And Dana, Thank you so much for being here with us and being a part of the Climate Listening Project series. Oh, Marilyn, thank you. You know, I do want to put a shout out that people can go to my speakingoftravel.net website and there's a link to our series with all of the shows that we've done in the past. They're all timeless. The information that's there is important today as it was when we first had those conversations. I'm so grateful for all the shows we've done. I know your favorite was the one that we did on the Wood Thrush Connection and people do do still write to me about that show. I, I love all of them. There's so many good ones on there. Well, we've spoken to people from all over the world, Denmark and uh, Europe and all over the United States, people who are doing important work like you are doing, Dana. And I want to talk to you a little bit. We were talking about being outside and everybody is, uh, I think, aware today the benefits of being outside in nature. We hear it over. It's become very mainstream that this is a, a way that we can all heal and and find a place to let go of that stress. And you've done a lot of work around nature and sustainability and uh, uh, conservation. And let's talk a little bit about that and how we can really honor all of that. Oh, thank you so much for bringing that up. You know, forest preservation is something that is is so important. And 
we've definitely had some of those conversations. The One of the films that I'm doing some impact producing for now is called Stories Happen in Forest. And we did a great show with Amanda Rodriguez from the Dogwood Alliance about that. Um, you know, same with the Wood Thrush Connection. Uh, keeping our forest standing is one of the best things we can do for our migratory birds as they return, we have these forest habitats for them to make their nests and have their babies and their little families. Um, and so we need to protect our forests. And you know, something that, that really has been coming to light even more lately, um, we know about this illegal wildlife trade. When I was filming the Woodrush Connection in Belize and we were kind of going through the forest, we were looking actually very cautiously out for poachers from other countries and places that would come in there to the forest to take animals, to take uh, plant life as well. And um, our biodiversity, whether it's through destruction for things like biomass or development or uh, even illegal wildlife poaching, um, something that's coming to light now is how this destruction of nature, this destruction of our natural world and the biodiversity um, can actually be something that really contributes to these global pandemics. Um, diseases are likely to travel further and differently than they did before. Um, and we need to keep our forests standing, um, sort of keep things um, as natural as possible to protect ourselves from those kinds of things. And, and keeping that biodiversity helps those ecosystems thrive. It keeps our water healthy. It keeps our air clean and it helps our health as well. And of course, going outside in nature provides us with the natural vitamin D, um, being out in the sun and just being out in the forest. It does something right. Having your hands in the dirt or just walking through the forest is actually proven to relieve stress levels. So it, it's all healthy and good to leave the forest standing. <laughs> So give us some solutions, Dana, some things that we can do to uh, ensure that as we go out, uh, we can be more mindful of how to protect our natural resources so that they're here not only for us and our health today, but the health and well-being of our children and our grandchildren and generations to come. Oh, that's wonderful. I, you know, the first thing I always say, of course, is the big one of just staying on top of what's happening with climate in the world, really listening and taking action. So speaking out to your policymakers, sharing your own personal story about the flood in your, you know, driveway and in your, your, your yard there. Talk about these things, recognize that they are due to our changing climate and this climate crisis. So, you know, always being prepared for unseasonal allergies due, due to hurricanes, being prepared for smoke or irritants from fires, new insects due to changing temperatures, you know, have that bug spray ready. Be prepared to stay safe in hotter temperatures if you're going out, you know, have water available. Be careful for mudslides on mountain roads. We're seeing those here in Western North Carolina. Um, be prepared for flash flooding. So you're paying attention to these things. You're speaking out to policymakers about them. That's always the first thing that I always say. But then there's really some fun things too that you can do just out on your own two feet in the forest. And that is to honor the biodiversity there 
we, we always ask to stay on the marked trails. There's often a reasons for that. And it also why people are asked to keep their dogs on leash is because there's very fragile little ecosystems happening and, you know, right off of the, the marked trail, there's important uh, little baby ferns growing or, you know, insects that are happening there that we don't always, aren't always obvious to us, but they're very important for the forest health. You know, not disturbing those things can be really helpful. And one of the other things we always say is to not stack stones. So in Western North Carolina, we have some amazing salamanders, some really cool lizards uh, like the hellbender that are that rely on these stones in the river, not to be stacked for our own personal enjoyment. So leave those rocks, leave them alone. The nature can be just as beautiful, you know, as it is um, and without making that art there. So, so leave, leave no trace, you know, and that includes the way that we step off a trail or pick up a rock. So it's not only about cleaning up your, which is also important, you know, take your trash out, but also try not to disrupt the forest as it is. So really just pay attention. Uh, I love the idea of uh, leaving no trace. We're going to talk about that uh, also in the next segment being able to find out for yourself how to find ways to keep the environment clean and healthy and safe for everybody. Yes. And it is for everybody. You know, it's, it's something that I hope that we all can get a chance to get out there um, in this very stressful time. I'm definitely thinking about everybody and wishing everybody good health you know, right now more than ever with the forest fires out west, with the hurricanes down south. We actually had a derecho in like Iowa, crazy, crazy storms happening um, and situations happening in the midst of COVID and, and just wanting to wish everybody good health. Yes. Well, thank you, Dana. And always, I know that you offer a an avenue of hope. Your films, your your listening projects are are ways of really getting into the depth of people and climate and the world. And for that, we thank you. And tell us again how we can get information about your film and everything positive that you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, stay tuned on Climate Listening Project on Facebook. And also visit the film's new website, planetprescription.com. Well, Dana, thank you again. And I look forward to talking to you as the year goes on. And we'll catch up and uh, find out what you're up to because you are always doing something that is changing our world. And for that, we want to say thank you. Thank you, Marilyn. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You're listening to Speaking of Travel, and we know that sustainable travel is the future. And you know what? There are destinations here who are trailblazers. They're setting the tone and creating programs to educate and embrace sustainability. Coming up is my guest, Clark Lovelace. Clark is the executive director of the Brevard Transylvania Chamber of Commerce and Tourism Development Authority here in North Carolina. And he's going to tell us about their sustainability initiative, Transylvania Always. We'll be right back. 
Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals. Don't eat them. Go solar. Coexist. Don't buy a dog. Rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville. Prestige Subaru. On the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. Are you ready to plan your next vacation or staycation to Asheville and the North Carolina Blue Ridge Mountains? Create your perfect vacation in the land of the sky with the region's most popular online travel guide. Not just for couples, RomanticAsheville.com is an 800-page online guide covering a nearly 100-mile radius around Asheville, North Carolina. Fall is just around the corner, making this the perfect time to explore all the many safe and memorable adventures to be found across western North Carolina. Visit RomanticAsheville.com today. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Thank you again, Dana, for helping us focus on things we can do to find solutions for these important environmental and sustainable discussions. I really believe having these climate conversations with our friends and family, while sometimes difficult, holds the potential to create pro-climate feedback that really encourages us to help make a difference. So how do we best go about creating the space for positive change? Well, with so many people wanting and needing to be outdoors these days, consider this. How big is your travel footprint? Is there an opportunity to support a local conservation project? Can you be part of the solution? Well, I'm joined now with Clark Lovelace, the Executive Director of the Brevard Transylvania Chamber of Commerce and Tourism Development Authority. And Brevard is at the gateway to North Carolina's Pisgah National Forest, DuPont State Forest, and Georgia's State Park. Is it gorgeous or George's, Clark? Uh, it, it, well, it is gorgeous as in like a mountain gorge, but we sometimes call it gorgeous. Uh, for obvious reasons. Obvious reasons. So, Clark, I am so happy to have you on the show today, and I'm really excited about your sustainability initiative, Transylvania Always, as a way to provide uh, people with a better understanding of the effects on nature and wildlife when they're outdoors. So tell us a little bit about what makes Transylvania County so special. Sure. Well, you certainly hit on part of it right there, uh, which is uh, we are blessed with an incredible outdoor paradise. Um, over 50% of the land in Transylvania County is actually public land. Uh, we have five uh, different public lands, our, our biggest being uh, DuPont, Pisgah National Forest, and Gorgeous State Park. And because of that, we have these wonderful uh, outdoor opportunities. We're also blessed, though, with some incredible other things like a vibrant downtown, the Brevard Music Center, and uh, a, an active art scene. And when you put those things together with a quaint, small, warm mountain town, it's rare to find them. Usually you, you go somewhere small and you don't have a lot to do, or you go somewhere with a lot to do and 
you better make sure to lock your cars and you're going to hear horns honking and get stuck in traffic. You get the best of both worlds when you come to Transylvania County. Well, how did your this sustainability initiative get get started? Sure. Well, um, I guess, by the way, I didn't say thanks for having me. I should have said that first. Well, I also <laughs> so want to thank you, me. of course, for being a partner with Romantic Asheville. I feel that being a sure. partner with them and uh, and being a part of our whole community of, of tourism partners is really great. So thank you. Well, thank you. And thanks for having me, Marilyn. Um, so about four years ago, golly, going on closer to five, but um, we, our board started to think a little more broadly than just uh, marketing to people and getting them to come here. And it was kind of one of those first years where you started to hear that term, we're getting loved to death here uh, in Transylvania County, in our public lands in particular. So we actually created this committee called all of the public land managers together and simply put, said, how can we help? And out of that uh, conversation uh, came the general initiative of Transylvania Always with the first specific item that all of our um, land managers agreed was a big issue and was important. And that was waterfall safety. And so we actually created a full campaign. Uh, it included uh, little cards with waterfall safety tips, posters, a public safety uh, um, video, and um, getting those to the ranger stations, visitor centers, schools, local businesses, et cetera. So that was kind of our, our first step, and, and it, it proved to, to certainly be effective um, in pushing that important message through. Next was then, how else can we help? And I think that's where we brought in a broader audience, including all those other supporters like the Friends of groups, uh, the um, the trail rebuilding folks, et cetera. And we created a grant program where we would specifically contribute to key projects. A couple of examples being there was a creek, Cantrell Creek, that had become one on its trail with the creek bed that was damaging the aquatic life. And so we partnered with um, a number of organizations, the Pisgah Conservancy led the way, to create a new two and a half mile section of that trail. So it would steer clear uh, of the stream. Also dollars going toward clearing the, the strainers and blockages from the French Broad River uh, because that creates an unsafe uh, user experience. And then most recently is our Leave It Better campaign. And we kind of started with the great efforts of, of Leave No Trace and, and, and those wonderful principles but we created some specific action steps that folks can take to actively leave Mother Nature better than, than the way they found her. I love that. And it's it's such a, uh, you talk about a trailblazer, forward thinking, you know, all those uh, terms definitely fit what you and, and your community are doing to raise our awareness of leaving things the way they were and making our planet continue to grow for the future. Absolutely. And I think that's um, one of the things that is important to us, which is we have this incredible special place and we want to make sure that it's around for many years to come. And if we don't do our part, um, then obviously uh, this great resource won't continue to give back. And so I will mention um, 
for listeners to go to explorebrevard.com, um, really to check out anything that I'm talking about. But if they go there slash leave it better, they'll see um, the campaign and the and the principles and actions that we're asking folks to take. Well, you are definitely uh, leading the way and setting an example for the way that I would envision travel and tourism to go in the future. And Clark, you've been in the industry for a long time. What is what do you see is is different from how it was all those years ago when you got into the the industry to what it's like today? Sure. Well, you know, I'm only in my 40s, but I started when I was 13. So um, that's that's a few years. Um, you know, I remember I started actually as a junior bellman working for my parents at the Greystone Inn in Lake Toxway. Actually, that was a second career for my dad was starting that place, starting the Greystone from scratch. And so I grew up and I remember when when we would would book a room there was this big, um, there's this big map and uh, with a calendar and you would literally put tape over the room when you booked it. So that was your way of keeping track. Things have changed a little bit since then. Technology has changed. I think um, visitors are more savvy than ever. I think they know what they want more so and are more willing to research and work hard to find it. So I think our tourism businesses need to respond to that. They need to have a, a special and unique experience. And they need to be able to communicate what that is uh, to the audience so um, they can uh, hopefully find out about their special place. Well, there are so many special places in Brevard and Transylvania County. Or that is such a special place. You've got all the waterfalls and the forests and the the, it's just such a beautiful, rich place all around. And Clark, I wanted to ask if people go to your Explore Brevard uh, dot com. Will they find what your protocols are uh, for this time, for what you've done with uh, COVID-19 in the, in your community? Uh, yes, we, we created a, a, a travel update page and are sharing with folks. Some of it is just information in terms of what they uh, can find with their experience. Some of it is tips. We created... Um, an Explore Responsibly campaign that shares with folks how they can be a responsible visitor. Our businesses are working really hard to be responsible uh, business service providers, and, and we want to uh, encourage our visitors how they can learn more and, 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 and take action. I think people want to kind of do the, do the right thing uh, when visiting. So, yes, ExploreReward.com will have all that information, certainly, uh, and more. Well, Clark, thank you so much for being here on Speaking of Travel. I'd love to have you back sometime and and really talk more about your Leave It Better campaign. And uh, I sure. think that as being the trendsetters, as being the role model, it's going to be important for not only visitors who are going to come, but also for other people who are in the travel and tourism industry to recognize that this model that you've created is so positive that others will want to follow suit. Well, thank you. Uh, I certainly appreciate it. And you're right. In fact, um, all of our uh, uh, action items, we have six, start with P's. The last one that you just alluded to is preach what you practice. So certainly we want folks to not just do it, but we want them to share the message with others. And certainly these days, 
you can do that uh, better than ever with social media. Share with folks. Take a picture of yourself picking up some trash and doing some good in public lands. It makes a difference with others. Well, thank you, Clark. It does make a difference. And we look forward to coming out there and, and visiting and saying hello to you and, and all your team and your wonderful town. So thank you again. I look forward to having uh, you and your audience here with us. We'll take good care of you. Thank you, Clark. Thanks, Marilyn. So with travel changing all the time, who is thinking of taking a trip on a plane? Well, let's find out how we can get a sense of the airport experience today. Joining me next is Tina Kinsey. She's the Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport. What changes are in store for travelers and what you might see next time you take to the skies? So stay tuned. Hi, this is Leanne from Biltmore. Did you know that scientific forestry and land conservation in the United States had its start on the grounds of Biltmore? It was 125 years ago that George Vanderbilt, the estate's founder, hired Gifford Pinchot to develop a forest management plan for his vast land holdings. It was the first plan of its kind in the U.S. and served as a model for management and conservation of forest lands. And the result of this work is evident in what Biltmore's guests enjoy today. There are plenty of options to explore Biltmore's great outdoors. Take part in hiking and biking, horseback riding, and even in the ancient art of falconry. All of this, as well as the ultimate indoor experience, a tour of Biltmore House, America's largest home. And with a Biltmore annual pass, you can make unlimited daytime visits to this stunning 8,000 acre paradise. And with that, it is possible to create a new experience every time you step onto the estate. Information about joining Biltmore's Passholder family is available online at Biltmore.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I have to say it is so refreshing to hear how our travel and tourism partners are stepping up to create a planet for our future. Thank you, Clark, for all you're doing and all your team is doing. We really are so proud of you. And with travel changing so much lately, it seems more and more people are stepping out and getting on a plane and going someplace. To me, they're like our pioneers, taking that first step and experiencing a new travel shift. So what's it like? Well, joining me is Tina Kinsey, the Director of Marketing, PR, and Air Service Development at the Asheville Regional Airport, to update us and share some ideas of what changes are in store for travelers and what you might see the next time you take to the skies. Tina, welcome to the show. Hey, Marilyn. It's always good to be here. Thank you. Well, thank you, Tina. And it's always good to hear from you and get an update on what's happening at the Asheville Regional Airport. And I know there are quite a few things going on. It seems like every week there are new changes. What's happening out there? Well, it has been a big week. Um, You know, I was excited to see a new route have its inaugural flight on, uh, you know, in early September. So Allegiant um, flew between Asheville and Boston for the first time. And so that route has begun. And, um, you know, it's just, 
it's just thrilling to see some growth occurring in this strange time. And I think it speaks to the fact that there are people out there who um, need to travel for various reasons. Travel has not stopped. Um, And as you said, we are seeing more people take to the skies um, for all different kinds of reasons. And now there's another option at Asheville. And that's exciting. It is exciting. And it's so positive to know that people are traveling more because the way that the airports and the airlines have really stepped up to work hard to make sure that the airport is safe and operational and and sanitized. And you were talking last week about being touchless. Uh, it makes us feel a little bit more secure when we start making those plans. That's right. Some really solid processes and systems have been put in place in airports across our country. Um, and then our airline partners have done an extraordinary job. They've they've partnered with some um, very well-known brands, uh, businesses that specialize in um, disinfecting um, public spaces. And so they are really uh, being leaders in that regard. But, you know, I would I would like to say that, you know, I'm in the airport often. Um, I go down uh, from my office. I have an office upstairs in the airport and I go down into the terminal uh, frequently just to check on things, see, uh, see what's happening. And I want to praise air travelers. Um, For the most part, they are really stepping up and doing the right thing. They're wearing their masks. They are socially distancing to the extent possible, um, you know, in a public space, being really respectful of one another. Um, And I think that that also contributes to confidence in the travel journey. And I'm, I'm just really impressed with um, how everybody has come together. I am really happy to hear that. And again, it's another reason as we hear these updates to recognize that when we are ready to travel again, when we are ready to make our plans, that we know people are respectful and that and that there's a model for being respectful and and considerate and safe. And speaking of that, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the airlines also coming to the table and providing opportunities for us to not only continue to dream about travel, but to make it a little bit easier for us as we make our plans in the future. Well, I'm glad you brought that up uh, because some some things have happened that I think are game-changing decisions on the parts of the major airlines. Um, you know, when, a lot of people, when they're planning a leisure trip, you think about it, you search the prices, you search the dates, you um, do tons of research, and you finally pull the trigger and, and um, click on... Uh, book and you book that trip and then um, you've got it on the books and that's it. Um, And if you want to make a change, it's very expensive. You know, um, change fees um, can be hundreds of dollars per ticket, per leg. I mean, it, it can really add up. Well, the major airlines this last week, they have all to some extent done away with change fees for domestic travel. So 
it really opens uh, some flexibility for a lot of people who need to book a ticket um, to go ahead and book. And then if you need to make a change later, that change fee will no longer be part of the equation. And so I think that that really does bring some flexibility to travel planning. And I think it's a, a really positive things, thing for air travelers. Absolutely. Well, that makes me really want to start doing some research today and start looking at where I want to go and look at the airfares because that's the other thing. Airfares are really very reasonable right now. So given that you can look at a, an airfare that's reasonably priced at the same time, knowing that should something come up and you have to change it, you can, uh, that's a win-win. That's right. That's right. And so um, it does give you the freedom to go ahead and make your dreams a reality. So Tina, I have to ask, have you booked anything for next year for 2021 yet? Oh, yes. I am. Um, I am feeling the itch. You know, you know, you and I both are travel junkies. We love to find adventure and see new places. And uh, it's been a long time since I have traveled. And I think it was a uh, Early March was my last trip, and I needed to have something to look forward to. And I went ahead and booked a trip for my whole family. We are going to Montana um, for a grand adventure next summer, and we have booked. It is booked and paid for. Uh, we are ready to go. We've got it on, on the calendar. Well, Tina, I know if I were you, I would be packing already. <laughs> What a great adventure. Well, that's what we have to do. We have to start looking around, making our, you know, we, we can't stop thinking about our dream vacations. We have to keep looking at where are we going to go next? How are we going to create, uh, just as the airlines are creating game changers, we have to create our own game changer within ourselves to say, we're going to do this. And you got your whole family. I can't believe with your that big family, everybody who was able to coordinate it. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. It was a, it was a true feat. Um, but I would like to say, Marilyn, that I genuinely feel confident in the travel journey. Uh, we've talked a lot about it over the past weeks, but I do believe that there has been so much done to make that travel journey as safe as possible. And again, travelers are doing their part. Um, so, you know, I felt good about booking that trip. Well, I know that you and, and your team there at the Asheville Regional Airport and the, the travel industry overall are doing everything that they can to really ensure that the public can go out and visit and, and travel and see their loved ones or have grand adventures like you're doing. And for that, I say, uh, thank you. Thank you for all that you're doing. Well, you know, I work with an awesome team. I will pass those thanks along. Well, Tina, I know when, when we're ready, you're ready, the airlines are ready, and I can't thank you enough for keeping us up to date, being on the ground and, and letting us know what's going on because that makes us feel safer and more secure in hitting that book it button. Awesome. 
Thank you, Marilyn. You bet. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening to Speaking of Travel. I want to thank Tina Kinsey at the Asheville Regional Airport. I want to thank Clark Lovelace with Transylvania County and Brevard for all that they're doing to uh, to to really make people think about sustainability and and creating a, an, an environment that is only going to continue to be there for our children and grandchildren. And thank you to Dana Ruggiero once again with the Climate Listening Project for all that you do. And go out this week and really start thinking about what you'd like to do, what you'd like to do in the future, where you'd like to go. Do some research. Go online. Go to uh, the Asheville Regional Airport's uh, website, which is flyavl.com. Take a look at what's going on at the airports. Take a walk in the woods and think, someday I'd like to be in the woods in another state. Maybe go to a national park. This is a time to really start. Start putting your dreams into reality. Because remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. Run.